Hey, I'm Emily McCafferty, and you are listening to the Made to Be Mama podcast. I'm a photographer and mom of two who thrives on meaningful conversation. I'm here to share my experiences from marriage, infertility, and parenting to finding a life with balance and everything in between. So let's dive right in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Made to Be Mama podcast. Excuse me. I haven't recorded in like over a week and I'm going to post these eventually. Um, But yeah, I, I had like this experience, I guess, the other day um, where I was just like kind of people watching and like moms with their kids, like just people parenting and I feel like I do that a lot where like I'm either with people kind of like observing how they address their kids and different situations um, where you're kind of like faced and I I just want to preface this with a I am no expert at parenting I feel like I'm failing all the time Um, but B no judgment either on how people parent because honestly it's really hard um it's really difficult and I think there are ways that you can benefit with certain parenting styles both parent and child and that's something that I always strive for um is to try to make it make whatever my decision is the most beneficial for both myself and my kids um but it's really difficult um and I don't always know that I'm doing the right thing and sometimes I question my decisions and whatever but um however for you for those of you that know me in my personal life um and you know Bryson um I have gotten this like his whole life I mean since he could talk like any person that meets him, the way that he carries himself, the way that he talks to people, how outgoing he is, polite, um, just overall a really good kid. He definitely has his moments. He's not perfect. I'm not perfect. We're not perfect. But he's just a very different kind of kid. And like people say it all the time when they meet him, they look at him and they're like, wow, he is so special and he he just gives off this vibe that's very I don't really know what the word is but um like charismatic I don't I don't know if that's the word but he's just he's very genuine and he's very intelligent he's like an old soul the way that he talks to people (laughs) earlier today I was taking too long to do something and he was like this is taking you a lifetime. This is taking like years and years and years. Like, what are you doing? Why is it taking so long? And I'm like, who are you? It's taking a lifetime. Like, where, where did you even hear that? How did, every time I ask him, where did you learn that? I just know it. That's what he always says. I just know it, which I know is not true, but, um, he's just so funny and he's hilarious. And honestly, so many people have said he's either going to be a celebrity the president of the United States or like just someone like on TV or something. He's going to be just like an icon. 
<laughs> because he is just so, he's such an interesting little person. And I don't know if that's just like his personality. I like to think that I'm doing something right. I don't know. But people have said that to me. They're like, they meet him and they listen to him and they talk to him and they're like, you know what? You guys are doing something right. And I really, I, I don't know exactly what that is, but I just kind of wanted to talk about the way that Brennan and I, you know, address being parents and address our children and our parenting style. And we don't, him and I don't always fully agree on like how we go about parenting, but we try to kind of stay within the realm of like what we, what we do, I guess. I don't know. Um, but I don't know. I, I like to think that, well, let's backtrack for a minute. So when Bryce was like one and a half or even like maybe a year, his like verbal skills were like insanely good. He was very, very verbal, had a lot of words like right out the, right out the gate. And people that met him constantly were like, oh my God, he's so verbal. He has, he says so many things. Like he's so intelligent and he was very, like he was verbal and in a way that people could understand, which was even more like incredible because that's not common of a one and a half, you know, one to one and a half year old. Even when he was two, like he just, he's always had a lot of words. He's always had a lot of things to say. And to be honest, I don't really know what made him that way. Honestly, Nora is so little that it's hard to tell. But I mean, even her, she, she says, mama, dada, uh oh, yesterday when we were laying in bed and she was rubbing her eyes, I was like, oh, you tired? She goes, tie, tie. So like she, she says things it like she regurgitates things and sometimes I can't always tell if she like fully understands like the context or whatever but um I feel like we've just constant like I'm a talker I talk a lot I have a lot to say that's why I started a podcast but um yeah I just I feel like I've always just talked to my kids like they're adults like I I've never been one to be like, you know, baby talk to my kids. Like I, you know, like as, as they're newborns, like I definitely, you know, I have a different, I had a different voice, I guess, when I talked to them where I was talking to them very sweetly, but I never like babied them. Like I always just said the full word. I always said what I wanted to say. I never like beat around the, but like I never talked to them as if they couldn't understand me. And I feel like that has been beneficial for us. And I don't know, like, I don't know what other people do. Honestly, that's one thing that I haven't ever really paid attention to kind of like what other people are doing. But I've noticed that people have said to me that they're like blown away with how, even as a four-year-old, like Bryce has, he is just so intellectual with the words that he says and the way that he speaks that it's really, it's amazing. And it's something that he is complimented on on a regular basis. Like strangers, people that we know, everybody that meets him is like, wow, he is so intelligent and just the way that he speaks is incredible. So again, I don't know that that is exactly like, but that's just something that I've noticed that I have done that I think maybe has resulted in him being so articulate in his verbiage and 
you know, his skills, um, verbally, but, um, I just, I don't really understand talking to kids and even babies like they don't understand because it's, that's how they learn is by like observing you, listening to you, talking to you. Um, like we sign with Nora just as like another way of communication, just as far as like food goes, because it's hard to tell when a baby is done eating. So we are practicing the signs for like the American Sign Language for more and all done because those are two very simple things that I try to understand about her um, during meal times. So if she wants more, she says more, you know, she puts her little hands together and she signs more. We're working on all done. She hasn't nailed that one yet, but, um, it's just nice to like before kids or babies become verbal, um, you know, in all aspects of life, it's nice to have another, um, a friend and I were, we were talking about this today because she was like, oh, do you care that like we were, like I was working on sign language and I was like, no, I'm actually, we've been actively doing that. So like, that's totally fine. And she was like, I know some people have like different views on using sign language, thinking that it's going to make a child nonverbal, but I don't think that that we, we talked about it. I don't think that that's true. I feel like as long as you're saying the words when you like, they're not going to understand unless you're saying the words. So by you saying the words that they understand both the words and the sign, excuse me, the sign. Um, so to me, that doesn't really make sense that it would deter them from being verbal, but whatever. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. We just have always, like I personally have always, and Brennan too, we've always talked to the kids as if they are like an adult and can completely understand everything that we're saying. And Bryce is very good about asking questions about certain words. I'm trying to think of an example he asked me yesterday. I don't remember, but, um, like if he doesn't fully understand what a word, like if I say something to him, you know, and he doesn't understand what the word means exactly, he'll ask me why or what it means or how to use the word so that he can also use the word because he loves learning new words. Um, that's another thing is we, love to read. I was never a reader growing up. Like I, my mom was a single mom. I was one of three, um, with my mom and dad's first marriage. Um, I'm one of like six total, but I have like a stepsister and two half siblings. And I mean, I consider them all my siblings, but my mom, um, my mom was a single mom of three growing up. So she just she worked a lot and there was you know I'm sure we read at some points but like you know there was we had a sitter that lived with us and I'm sure sometimes she did bedtime or sometimes my mom did bedtime so it wasn't like a consistent thing all the time but something that we do in our house is we read every single night um sometimes just one book sometimes two three four books um it's just funny because I was never like, I, I mean, anyone that knows me, I like barely graduated high school. I was not a reader. I was not like a, a book smart person. I was, I'm more of like a common sense gal, but I mean, I graduated college summa cum laude. Like I, I crushed it in college, but that was when I was doing something that I liked doing. 
not like all those like general classes that I didn't care for but um yeah so it's just kind of funny because now he's like like Bryce is super into reading and um storytelling he everyone that meets him is like he's such a storyteller he really like loves telling stories so he loves to read but it's like it that I feel like that too has helped him with like his verbal skills um and I'm sure there's just statistics on that somewhere but um yeah so that's something that we've always focused on kind of without meaning to was like verbal skills um but another thing that uh we've we've also focused on is um giving kids choices and gentle parenting and being stern versus like yelling and so the way that we have always at least tried to to do this is like people say that it's good to give kids choices and I agree with this I think that kids do better when you give them multiple options however I think that the situation is dependent on if you give the child an option if there is no other option like at bedtime you're going to bed like there's no there is no other option like we have to sleep and that in those instances that's where you're like okay so we go to bed this is why we go to bed. We go to bed because we need sleep in order to grow and get big and strong and get really smart and we need, our bodies need rest. Like we explain those things to him when he is fighting us on bedtime and why going to bed is important. That is not a situation where you say, oh, well, you can go to bed or you can not go to bed. Like you don't give choice. In our house, you don't, we don't give choices at bedtime. Um, we can give other choices like okay so or I don't necessarily feel like that's a choice but it's like we give Bryce expectations so that he knows what to expect at bedtime he knows that and we have a routine like you brush your teeth you go to the bathroom you get your pajamas on and then we lay down and read we read one to three books whatever that is and then it's time for sleep. And no, he does not always perfectly go to sleep after that. But he is pretty good because he has expectations and he knows what to expect every night. It's not like, you know, bedtime. We're not super crazy about bedtime. Like if it's, you know, 8 o'clock, 8.15 or 8.30, as long as it's like within that time frame because it's like similar every night you know, on random nights, we'll let it slide, go till nine o'clock before watching a movie, whatever. But like, we try to keep it consistent that like when it's bedtime, we do these steps to get to bedtime so that he just knows what to expect and isn't like surprised by whatever's going on. So that's one thing. But like there, there are instances I feel like when it's okay to give options and there are times when it's not, um, bedtime I feel like is is not one of those times also like the types of options that you're giving kids like I don't know like when it comes to a snack it's like okay you either get an apple or a banana like you're trying to give them a healthy snack you're not going to be like okay screw it I'm gonna offer either an apple or like a chocolate chip cookie like if you want them to eat 
a healthy snack, you're, you need to only offer healthy snacks and not be like, you know, feel like, okay, well, I need to just give them, you know, one option that they're going to like. Nope. That's, that's not how it works in our house. We, I give two healthy options and those are the choices that you have to choose from. You don't get to just choose like one that you like and one that you don't like because you're always going to choose the chocolate chip cookie, at least as a kid, you know, although Bryce told his doctor that his favorite food was broccoli and blueberries. Um, he does love his fruit and vegetables, but a lot of times, I mean, he would probably choose a chocolate chip cookie over eating broccoli or whatever. Um, but yeah, so that's something that I've heard a lot of people say, or like watch, I've observed people giving their kids choices. And like, there are times where I'm like, those are not the choices that I would give. Um, because it's going to buy, it's going to backfire on you. It's not going to, like, if you give a kid a choice and know that they're going to choose the one that you don't actually want them to choose, but you give it to them anyways, that's never going to work out in your favor. Um, another thing that we do that, um, people don't always agree with, um, this is kind of where I was like, okay, parenting discussions are a little controversial. Um, I sleep train both my kids. I feel like it's extremely beneficial. Um, I know that a lot of people, there's a lot of things out there that say that like sleep training your kids is evil. (laughs) Um, you know, whatever. But I mean, I do it in a very gentle way. Like I, there is a gentle approach that you can take where you do timed check-ins. So you put the baby down fully awake and that you basically have to train them to soothe themselves, soothe themselves to sleep by like you, you go in like five minutes, then 10 minutes, then 15 minutes. And then if they're still crying after the 15 minutes, you start over at five and then you do the whole thing again. Um, normally neither of my kids have ever gone past that 15 minute mark. I don't even think they really, excuse me, gone past like the 12 minute, like 12 minutes or something like that. Um, it seems like that third check-in usually is not necessary. I maybe have had to do it once. Um, it takes like a couple of days and I just personally feel like I'm a better mom when I get better sleep and my kids are feel better when they sleep better and everybody has a better day when everybody has slept. So I feel like, and I feel like as far as keeping on a schedule, I am not someone that we can talk about schedules, but, um, I'm someone that I, my kids do have a schedule, but I don't, I don't necessarily let it rule our life. And I know that that's like a hard thing to do is to like have a pretty decent schedule, but like also not let it like dictate the rest of your world. But personally like my kids I mean Bryce doesn't nap anymore but when he did and now when Nora does like I I, they have to get their naps in like that's non-negotiable but how they nap and 
sometimes when they nap, like I am not like super crazy about, I like I will bring my kids to the beach and if they, if that means that they nap on the beach, that's fine. If that means that their nap is an hour earlier, an hour later, if their nap is in the car, if I have to carry them, like wear them in like a contraption, you know, like a tool. I'm a big, big baby wearing person. Like I love to baby wear because I just find it easier. Yes, my body is total trash because I have carried both my kids around a lot more than most people do, but I find it very beneficial as far as like, you know, traveling with my kids. And I don't mean like traveling, you know, to other states or whatever. I mean like day-to-day travel, like going to the grocery store, going to the beach, going to the playground, like whatever. I just find it extremely beneficial to be able to like live my life and have my kids tang along with me. Um, because I think that's important. I think a lot of people put pressure on themselves to always have their, and yes, babies totally, like, they sleep better in their own rooms. They sleep better when they have, like, their schedule, like, and, like, if they sleep with a sound machine and darkening curtains, like, Nora sleeps great in her bed when it's, you know, she, it's like clockwork. Like, she does the same thing every day when she's home. But when we're out and about, like, it's, you know, it's definitely different and it's not as ideal, but it's one day. It's one nap. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, you have to live. Like, you have to be able to live your life. This is such a short time period that your baby is dependent on naps to, like, survive. And yes, they need to take them, but where they take them, and if it's an hourly like, I, I mean, some people, it ruins their whole life. But, like, I mean, Nora is my good sleeper. Bryce was a fucking terrible sleeper. And I still did that shit with him. Like, I brought him to the beach almost every day in the summer when he was, like, six to nine months old or something like that. He was, like, baby. And I would, he'd nap for, like, three hours in his tent. I mean, I was really young. I, like, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just kind of like learning as I went, but he, he sucked at sleeping at night until I like sleep trained him. But like, I was like, okay, we're at the beach. Like, I'm, I'm having a great day. Like my kid is napping. Life is good. Like, I'm not going to fight that. And I don't know. I think too, it's like your energy you give off a certain energy and that's the energy that your kids feed off of. So like if I'm having a good energy day and I'm like in a good headspace, I'm mentally doing well, then my kids are also having a great day. Like we all have a good day when I, like because Kayla Crawford, a good friend of mine, she said something, I don't remember if it was when we recorded the podcast together or if it was a separate time, but she said, I set the tone, something along the lines of like, I set the tone for, in of my house every day. And it's so true because I've noticed that like when, when Bryce was a newborn, I was a fucking basket case, like all the time. And I was so like, my energy was just tragic. Like I 
looking back, I'm like kicking myself because I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? I was like, so, and I, I can't even do that because it's like, as a new mom, you just have no fucking idea what you're doing. You're just doing whatever you need to do to survive the day and you worry about everything else later. And sometimes that makes you super anxious and like not knowing what to, like I remember not knowing what to expect that night made, like crippled me with anxiety, crippled me. I was like going into the night hours thinking, am I going to wake up five times? Am I going to wake up three times? Am I going to wake up one time? What, like what's tonight going to bring? That crippling anxiety was like next level, something that I never, ever want to experience ever again. The cool thing is that somehow I managed to completely ignore that anxiety with Nora for the most part. I think maybe I had a couple days where I was just like, oh fuck, like what are we going to do? Like what's going to happen tonight? But like for the most part, I like I knew what to expect. Okay, we're going to get up, you know, every two hours. Like in the beginning, you know, we're up every two hours. And then like she would start sleeping six hour stretches. And then she was consistent with that. Like it was like every night we did six hour stretches. And then every night we did eight hour stretches. And then every night we did 10 hour stretches. So it's like I knew what to expect. And maybe that was because she was a good sleeper. I don't really know. But like with Bryce, I was like, what am I gonna, like? What what's going to happen tonight? But then with Nora, it was all pretty consistent. Um, so it was nice. Like I didn't feel that like gut wrenching, like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Excuse me. Very tired. Um, but yeah, so, um, where was I going? Oh, so when Kayla said that, like I set the tone in my house, it really is so true because I really feel like after I had Nora, I was like calm as a cucumber, like very chill for the most part. I definitely had, you know, my moments of like postpartum like craziness, but for the most part, I was pretty much like, okay, like this is all good in the hood. Like we're, we're good. And so, um, and I feel like that kind of created a better, energy in my home on a regular basis like everyone constantly was like having a good day and it made like it just kind of like made everything better by being and feeling that way and I know it's like easier said than done but it's just like if you can pay attention to like the energy that you're giving off and make that a priority Because you really do set the tone for your whole day, your whole life, your, the people that you surround yourself with, your family, like your kids follow your lead every day. They're, I, they're, they're like your little shadows, um, you know, so they're like mimicking you, they're watching you, they're feeling you around them. And like, what kind of energy do you want to be giving off to them? You want to be giving off good vibes and good energy. And then that's, you know, that's it. Then it's all good. Um, so that's definitely something that I've tried to focus on, um, with us as a family unit and just kind of like in our lives on a regular basis. Um, let's talk about yelling. Okay. 
we try so hard not, well, I try really hard not to yell. Brennan also tries not to yell. He's definitely someone that's like, you know, he grew up a little more old school. I mean, I grew up very old school, but I was more like traumatized by not necessarily my mom's parenting, but my dad's parenting. And so I want to be like polar opposite of that. Like I, I mean, my dad was like physically, um, abusive and verbally abusive and very just like not cool the way that he, um, would try to quote unquote parent. So, um, Brendan's parents were not like that, but like they were just very old school in the way that they, you know, parented the three, the three boys. But, um, so I'm very like hypersensitive to like Bryce's emotional state because I was like emotionally traumatized and I, I am like in a way petrified of ever doing that, like doing that to my child. I know that I wouldn't, but I worry about the things that I say and the way that I say them and how I address things so that I avoid that. So like I very much try to be soft and gentle, but I also like, I don't hesitate to be firm I'm definitely, like, I use a stern voice when I need to, when I find that Bryce is not listening, um, you know, like, I don't, I don't fuck around, I don't, like, I'm not babying anybody, I'm not, like, coddling, but I'm definitely not screaming if I can help it. I've definitely lost my shit on occasion, not gonna lie, like, that's, there's no, that happens, that's, I think it's a way of life and being a parent. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that like that just happens. You lose your shit. Bryce and I, Bryce is basically a miniature version of me and we fight constantly, like just argue about everything because he is literally me reincarnated and in a boy's body. And so like watching him sometimes, I'm like, oh my God you are me and it's infuriating. Like I, (laughs) I didn't know how annoying I was until I had another version of myself. Um, but he drives me crazy because he has like the, some of the things that Brennan always points out that he's like, oh my God, he is so you. He always has a comeback. He always has something to say (laughs) to like, like, make you believe that, like, what he's doing is, like, totally, like, a-okay, and I'm, like, that is me, but, like, what the fuck, (laughs) I need that to not be a thing, because it's so annoying, and I'm, like, wow, and Brendan's, like, that is literally you, and I'm, like, I mean, it definitely is, but, like, I, I mean, I am right a lot, so, (laughs) I mean, I, I don't know, um, but, yeah, he, like, that's one of the things that he does. What's another thing that he does? Um, I don't know. He's just, like, a master negotiator, and he, he's really good at, like, like, deviating and, like, changing the subject (laughs) and being, like, well, like, for example, when he's, like, when we're trying to get him to go to bed and he's, like, trying to stall and tell stories and, He's just like standing in our room being like, 
so I have to tell you something like he constantly is like I have something important to tell you and I'm like you no like and it's hard for me because I I want him to feel heard and I want him to feel because I never felt heard as a kid I always felt like people were like pushing me aside and basically telling me to just like fuck off like my mom always listened to me but my dad was like just not whatever um and so I I struggle with that I'm like I want him to feel heard but I also like in those instances I'm like dude you need to go to bed whatever you need to tell me you can tell me in the morning if it's still important because it's just it's not like it I know that he's just full of shit at this point like he's just trying to not go to bed but I also don't want to just like write him off because I feel bad doing that and I feel like that's not right as a parent and it but it's like hard to tell sometimes when he's like kind of being just like stalling and (sighs) (sighs) um yeah, so, um, I'm trying to think of what else I, I had a list that I was going to talk about with parenting, but I feel like I could go on and on, um, forever, and maybe I'll do, like, a part two of this, so if you have anything that you want to talk about, um, or you want to hear more about on my perspective about parenting and just kind of, like, the way that I address, um, you know, my kids and being a parent and all that, um, definitely, like, reach out on my Instagram, shoot me a DM, write a comment on a post, whatever, um, and let me know what you want me to share, because I feel like this is, like, a hot topic, but it's also, like, kind of a, um, a topic that people are a little scared to talk about, I guess, um, because it, there's just so many ways to parent your kids and I feel like there's really no right way. It's kind of like whatever works for you and your family. Um, but there are definitely wrong things to do. I've learned from watching people. Um, and we can talk about those too, but, um, yeah. So thank you guys for listening and I look forward to the next episode. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Made to Be Mama podcast episode. If you like this episode, be sure to write, rate, and review and tune in every Friday for a brand new episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Made to Be Mama podcast episode.